0: Hello my amazing friends. Oh, why is it? <laughs> Every time I go to record, it's like all the traffic in the world decides to drive past my house. <laughs> it's just how it is. Someday we'll have like a soundproofed you know recording studio but we're not there yet. I'm doing this on my bed, you know, with the door shut in hopes that they, you you can't hear my kids fighting in the background. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome back. It is episode 37. OMG. How are we at 37 episodes already? What the heck? Um, just so you know, I am slowly working on getting show notes up for past episodes. If you ever want to find an episode, um, you can just go to my website and um, type like episode numbers at the end. So it will be chasingwonderment.com forward slash 37. Um, and that will be this episode's show notes. So, um, I'm working on getting them up for all previous episodes as well as current ones. It's a lot because I didn't do probably about 20 or 30, no, not 30, about 20 episodes worth. So anyway, um, just so you know, episode show notes are coming. It includes links to all the things mentioned. Um, so, all right, now that we've got that out of the way, (laughs) I wasn't planning on sharing that either, but we just fly by the seat of our pants around here. Um, today is like the beginning of August. How did that happen? First of all, first of all, how are we here? And second of all, it it means the summer's coming to an end, <laughs> which is kind of sad. Um, it's, it's the end of summer season, and I think a lot of the time, We hit this point, I hit this point, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we didn't do all the things that we wanted to do. We didn't get half of what we wanted to get done accomplished. We didn't get to go here. We didn't get to do this. And so we kind of get hit with this, feeling of FOMO, right, that fear of missing out when we're coming to the end of a season. And maybe it's the end of a season in your life. Maybe it's not the end of summer while you're listening to this, but you're coming to this end of a season and you're feeling like you missed out. You're feeling like you didn't get the things done or the experiences that you really wanted to experience. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I just think it's really good to talk about this because it's a very real feeling and it's also very normal. (laughs) You're not alone. As an Enneagram 7, I'm a very forward thinking person and so I'm a big dreamer. And I can really struggle with that fear of missing out because I constantly see what could be, what I wish for, what I would love, and it's very big and imaginative and creative. And so When reality doesn't meet my like dream world, it can be hard and that can feel like FOMO. Okay, so the first thing that I want to talk about when it comes to feeling FOMO is that feeling of there's still stuff we want to do, right? Maybe you've hit the end of um, the summer and your kids are about ready to go back to school and you're like, but I didn't get to do this. I still want to do this. We didn't get to go here. I wanted to go to the, you know, aquarium. I wanted to do this, that, and the other thing. Really? It's a motorcycle. You probably heard that. I'm not even going to edit it out. It's not worth it. You're just here for the ride. Um, so you have this feeling that you still want to do stuff. There's still more stuff you want to do. It is, um, and that kind of is the kicker or the the starting point, I think, of FOMO, at least from my experience. It's like you're like, oh, it's almost over and, and I didn't get to do all these things. And that kind of leads to this feeling of regret. So first you want to do stuff. There's all this stuff you want to do. You've got a huge idea. You've got all these ideas. You've got 8 million things and it feels like popcorn. And then you feel regret because you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't get all of this stuff done in the last month or the last two months or however long it's been that you've been in this season. Um, And so I want to chat a little bit about how your brain works here because this can help you understand why you feel regret the way that we do. So did you know, I actually just found this out like a, a month ago, and it was mind-blowing, your brain, the thoughts that you think are 80% negative, approximately. 80% negative thoughts. Oh my gosh. Like that's huge. And so your your fear center of your brain naturally focuses on like the bad, the things that didn't go well, the things that you failed at. And it's not like Trying to be mean. It's trying to show you the areas that you've fallen short or that didn't go well in hopes that you don't repeat those mistakes because your brain cannot tell the difference between real fear and perceived fear. So if you are being chased by a bear, your brain is going to put out the exact same response to um, being chased by a bear as it is to being chased by a bear, someone being chased by a bear on TV. Even though it's a television show. So often we get really fearful or we feel like everything's going awful, it's because your brain is hardwired to look for everything awful in a way to as a way to warn you. It also does the same thing with emotional versus physical pain. So if you experience something that was emotionally painful, your brain cannot tell the difference between that pain and like getting your arm chopped off. It feels the same. It puts out the same chemical responses. It acts it reacts and acts the same way for either one. And so it kind of helps you under it helps me understand it a little bit better to know like okay, when we're feeling this regret it's because our brain is feeling fear or maybe emotional pain because we haven't done these things, but it's registering it as real fear or real physical pain. And so it's a very uncomfortable feeling. So because your brain constantly thinks about negativity and it has a negative bias, honestly, it's got that negativity bias, we have to work extra hard to remind our brains that everything didn't go terrible this summer. Everything didn't go terrible, right? And we're, I'm gonna talk about how to do that in a few minutes, but um, this is so insanely helpful to know that when you feel regret, there is a reason. It's just the fear center of your brain saying, hey, we wanted to do things differently this summer. It's not going well. It's not going well. We missed this, we miss that, we miss this, and you feel regret, and your brain is literally just trying to send you like a warning. It's like, hey, oh, this is a problem but it sends it in a very large way because it can't tell the difference between, again, real fear and perceived fear, real pain and emotional pain. So the next thing that happens when we experience FOMO is often we dread what's next. So we have all these things we wanna do, we really regret the things that we haven't done, the things that we know we won't be able to do, that we've run out of time for, or whatever, and then we feel this dread. Maybe you're dreading going back to school because you're a teacher. Maybe you're a homeschool mom and you're not ready to pull out the books and the papers and the test results and all of that stuff. Maybe you love having your babies at home and you really dread sending them back to school full time. Maybe you have just thoroughly enjoyed all the freedom and the joy that summer brings and you're just not ready for it to end, right? And so what, what ends up happening is we build up this really big amount of dread for what might be next. And again, remember, your brain has a negativity bias. So it's constantly looking for what could go wrong, right? Because again, it's trying to warn you, it's trying to keep you safe, but it can't tell the difference between a mountain lion and your kids. And there is a difference most of the time, I think. (laughs) Okay, so this is why people often, I don't know if you've heard the term on social media lately called Sunday Scaries. Um, If you hear someone say they have the Sunday Scaries, it's because they've built up this healthy dread for Monday. And I hate to tell it to you, but it is 100% in your mindset. That happens in the way that you think. If you choose to believe that negativity bias that your brain is looking for on Monday when someone cuts you off, when the donut shop is out of your favorite donut, all your brain is gonna do is say, see, I told you, Mondays are terrible. See, I told you, that's why we hate Mondays. It's just a Monday, it's just another Monday. Just another Monday, having that be like a thing is a mindset, it's a choice. It is a thought choice that we make on a weekly basis or maybe a daily basis your brain with that negativity bias is just looking for all the ways that something could go wrong and it's doing it in a forward-thinking way. So again, it's trying to keep you safe. It's trying to like be proactive, yay brain. The problem is, is it's got a negativity bias. So it's trying to be proactive and it's 80% everything could go awful. (laughs) It's a really sucky way to live. It's not fun. So we need to shift our brain away from that feeling of dread about what could be awful, what could be terrible, and teach our brain how to um, how to look forward with intention and purpose and joy, while also not negating the fact that sometimes life is messy and it doesn't go as planned, right? So, I'm not here to be a Pollyanna. I mean, everybody thinks like, oh, you're so happy all the time because you're a mindset coach. No, I'm not. (laughs) That's not how mindset works. Mindset is the art, the practice of shifting your thoughts and your beliefs and the things that you believe to be true until you get to a place where you're like neutral on certain things. Or so that you're not living in misery and negativity, so much of our existence is tied up in what our brains think and believe to be true. And it's so much more in our control than we give ourselves credit for or believe is even possible. So, okay, how can we shift the FOMO? How can we shift it? The first thing that I want to talk about, so we're going to go back to that list of kind of three feelings or things that we experience. And number one was you still have all this stuff you want to do, right? So let's get really practical because what I've found to be true for my life and for a lot of my clients is that we sit down and they're like, I have all this stuff I want to do. And I'm like, okay, what do you actually want to do? And I do this to myself too. I I need a lot of (laughs) self-talk, But what happens is we have all these ideas and these thoughts and these things and they ping pong around in our head like popcorn, right? And we don't actually write it down so it feels really overwhelming. But again, the way that our brains work really plays a huge part in this. Your brain is not meant to be a filing cabinet. It is not meant to hold every piece of information or every thought that you've ever thought inside of it. It's a processor. Your brain is designed to process information and tell your body or your you know, physical person to how to react. So if your brain processes pain, it goes, oh, I'm hurt, and it sends all the little hurt soldiers down to that spot so that it can heal the cut and take care of things, right? Meanwhile, you're stepping into action and like finding band-aids or whatever you need to do to handle the hurt that you feel. So if you have a thought or multiple thoughts of things that you want to do and you're not doing something with them, i.e. you're not writing them down, then your brain is going to continually remind you of it because there's something wrong it thinks there's something wrong because you're not doing something with that information. So if you've ever like tried to relax and your brain will not shut off, it's probably because you're not writing things down, getting them out of your head. You don't have to write them down like on paper. If that's not your thing, just type a note in your phone, whatever, but get it out. So that's where I'm going with this is if you are feeling like there's still so much stuff you wanna do and you feel like all those things you wanna do are like popcorn in your brain, Grab a pen and paper, open a note in your phone, and make a list. Make a list. I promise if you make a list, it will stop the head spinning that you're feeling. (laughs) So the next thing that I want you to do with this list, we're going to get really practical here. I want you to look at each item on that to-do list and add a timeline. I want you to add a timeline because now your brain is like, okay, we either have time for this or we don't. This helps you to get really clear about what's possible and what isn't with the time frame that we have left in this season, okay? So whether it's summer or the end of winter, the end of the year, whatever, you need to just get it all out of your head so your head will stop spinning with all the things that you still wanna do and then get really practical and add a list of times. Maybe one thing will take 30 minutes, one will take an entire day. Now open your calendar and see if the things that you want to do fit in your calendar. I guarantee you probably a lot of them do, but you've just been so stressed feeling like there's all these things you haven't done and you've got the regret and you've got the dread of what's coming and oh my gosh, you haven't done it all and it's really overwhelming. Oh, that was a lot of words. (laughs) And you haven't actually sat down and thought, does it fit? So that's the purpose of this. Make a list, add times to each individual item on there. Does it fit? Open your calendar, open your schedule, open your weekly planner, whatever you've got. Talk to your family, talk to your significant other. Does it fit in the time that you have available? If it doesn't, you have to be more picky and choosy. By the way, does it fit in your budget? If you wanna like go to Disney World and you literally have zero dollars to spare, then that needs to be tabled for another time. Does it fit in your time frame? Does it fit in your budget? Does it fit with what your family wants to do? Take some time to get really honest with yourself. Again, I'm not here to be Pollyanna and be like, it can all fit. It might not. And that's okay, but at least now you know. Now you've got clarity, right? Okay, the next thing that I want to talk about is that feeling of regret. What do you do with that feeling that you've missed out, that you haven't gotten things right, um, that negativity bias that your brain is really happy about, miserable about, I don't know, Um, what do you do? So the best thing that I can tell you to do is one of the most life-changing things that I have ever done, and I've had clients say it's made such a big difference in their life, is to do a journaling review. So the point of reviewing, you can review a month, you can review a week, you can review three months, it doesn't matter, a whole year. Um, I do pretty much all of those, depending on what time of year it is. Um, and so basically the idea of this is that we're not just remembering the good, we are remembering the good, but we're also getting clear and honest about the bad. So the idea of this is you say, okay, what went well, what didn't go well? What did I love, what did I hate? What was awesome? What sucked? What am I celebrating? What was, you know, what was stressful? So we're asking these questions to ourselves and writing down the answers, whether, again, whether it's in a note or in in a journal, whatever, Um, but you are causing your brain to come out of that negativity bias and actually look at what you've accomplished. And I guarantee you every person that has done this review with me or on their own has sent me messages and said, oh my gosh, I was so amazed at how much I actually accomplished that I had forgotten. Guess what? That's that 80% negativity bias. Because your brain doesn't remember the good things that it does. It remembers all the bad things in hopes that you don't repeat them. Okay, so doing a review just helps you remember the good things. Again, not in a Pollyanna way, but just like, man, I actually accomplished way more than I was giving myself credit for. And also, X, Y, and Z was really stressful, and I do not want to go back to that you know, place in my life again, so how can I plan next month to not let that happen? What would it look like if I get proactive and actually think intentionally, how could I... Stop this from happening again. Stop that reaction that I had again. Stop that person and place a better boundary because that situation really stressed me out. You're getting really, really clear and really honest with yourself, and you're also training your brain to look for the good. It is insanely helpful. Um, you can do this on your own. I mentioned a few questions. You can like go back and write them down real quick and do that. If you would like to have some more guided help with this, I have two things that you might be interested in. One, head to my website, chasingwonderment.com, and then tap in, tap the shop button. Um, inside that, I have a set of PDF journaling prompts, and I have a monthly review in that. That is the review that I use. That's the one I would recommend the most. It is such a neat process to kind of walk through all of it, all the questions and the prompts, and to just get a really clear vision of what's happened and what you want next in life. Again, it's the beginning of August. It's not too late to do a monthly review of the end of July. The other option, if you're interested, if you want a little bit more um, time with me, is to join the Wondermit community. You can find that at chasingwondermentcom forward slash TWC for the Wonderment community. Um, And inside of that, we have several live sessions. Every single month, we've got a mindset chat. And at the end of every month, we do a journaling review of the past month and we set intentions. It's called Clear Intentions. Um, We do that at the end of every single month as a community. So it is a lot of fun. It's really laid back and low key. Um, We just had it a couple nights ago and it was so much fun. I love it. we talk a lot, not gonna lie. <laughs> but reviewing can be such a big help. Again, you don't need any of those things, but if you're interested, you can head to my shop or come check out the Wondermeet community. And maybe one of those two things would be a good option for you. Okay, the last thing that I wanna talk about is that feeling of dread. All right. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about our brains a little bit more um, because I think that this is one of the places that it can be the most helpful to understand how our brain works so that we can kind of start to, to rewire it and and shift the way that we think, right? All right, so have you ever found a new color or maybe you have decided you're going to buy a new car and you think you've got like the perfect one or you just bought a new car, right? So you see this color on Pinterest or on Instagram and you're just like, oh my gosh, that is the most stunning color. Have you ever noticed the couple weeks after you find that beautiful color? It's like you see it everywhere, right? And there is actually a reason for that. See, our brains are hardwired to look for evidence to prove what we believe is true, what we think about. So if you think this color is stunning, your brain is going to find that color everywhere it looks to prove that that color is stunning. See, it's on that shell. Of course, it's such a stunning color. Oh my gosh, that person on Instagram is wearing it. Absolutely, stunning color. Your brain is proving that that belief, that thought about that color is true. Same thing goes with cars. If you get a new car and you're like, I just bought the best car in the world. Everywhere you drive, you're gonna see that car, and your brain's gonna be like, yep, see, they're driving it too. They've got the best car in the world. I made the right choice, okay? So that's how our brain works. Your brain also decides this with anything else that you think. So if you believe that Mondays are awful, your brain is going to find every piece of evidence to prove that Mondays are awful. If you believe that the end of summer is the worst time in the world, your brain is going to look for every single reason to prove that the end of summer is the worst thing in the world, okay? So this is so helpful because when we are dreading what's next, when we're stuck in that feeling of dread, what's actually happening is we are allowing a belief system whatever that may be, you know, the end of summer's awful, I hate when school starts, I don't wanna start homeschooling again, whatever that thought process is, you are believing that and your brain is now looking for evidence to prove that it's true. The problem is that your brain may have years of built evidence that it's true. Your brain has years of evidence proving that Mondays are terrible. Your brain has years of evidence proving that um, back to school for homeschooling is like the worst, right? The question you really need to ask yourself is do you want to allow more negative thoughts, more negative thought processes and thinking into your life? Because your brain is like really good at it. At least 80% of your thoughts are probably negative. So you get to decide what you believe is true, and it sounds really simple, but it's really This is why mindset work is so important. It's made such a big difference in my life. It is probably the single biggest thing or maybe smallest thing that has completely changed every aspect of my life because the way that you think about something completely changes Matters and the way that you think about something creates the emotions you have about that thing and the emotions you have create your actions So if you are dreading the end of this season Then your brain is looking for evidence to prove why you should continue dreading it and your emotional state is going to back up that you're Going to feel cranky or miserable or just gross and awful And then your actions are going to mirror that so your actions are going to be slow and sluggish And you're going to dread things and you're going to procrastinate and put stuff off and you're just not going to be having a fun time right so the way that you choose to think about what's next matters in such an enormous way and often what happens what I have found is that we're dreading all of this stuff but when we really sit down and think about what do I want like what do you want the next month to be you get intentional right um you actually realize oh I'm kind of looking forward to these certain areas. And there may be things in it that you're not looking forward to, but again, we're, we're cutting that negativity bias, trying to chop it off at the feet and create more openness and space for some positive thoughts. And again, it's not Pollyanna. We're trying to just get real and get honest because your brain is constantly looking for all the negative options. And so we wanna remind it that there are positive options possible. It's a possibility. (laughs) So one of the easiest ways to do this is to decide ahead of time what you want to feel. Hang with me here. (laughs) Did you know that you can choose your feelings? It is the easiest and simultaneously hardest thing in the world, but oftentimes we feel like or we think that the way we feel is just the way that we are, right? You wake up in a bad mood. You're like, oh, I'm in a bad mood now. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. That's actually not true. Before you woke up in a bad mood, you had a thought, whether it was in your subconscious before you woke up, whether you had a bad dream, whether you went to bed dreading the next day, something you thought created that emotion of, ugh, I don't want to do this day. Something you thought created that. So what would happen if you could reverse engineer that? And so one of the most fun things that we do inside coaching, inside the wonderment community when we do the clear intentions workshop um, is we decide how we want to feel for the next month. And so you can do it like right now. Like, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel peace? Do you want to feel rest? Do you want to feel joy and delight? Guess what? If you decide now, this is what I want my month to feel like, your brain, you're going to start to look for ways to feel those feelings. You can do it on a daily basis. And sometimes it is the simplest shift in the world to make. If you're having a bad day, and sometimes I'll do this. I'm like, man, today is just really, I'm struggling today. And I'll think, okay, what do I want to feel? I want to feel happy. What would make me feel happy? What What could I do right now in two minutes, in the next 30 seconds, that would bring a little bit of joy? Maybe it's a funny um real that I've saved on my phone. Maybe it's a cup of coffee. Maybe it's going outside and just feeling the sunshine on my shoulders. Um, It can often be the simplest things that can massively change the way that your brain is viewing the world. It is literally that easy, but you have to do it like over and over and over again. (laughs) So it's not always easy. And it's hard to catch when you're in a bad mood, right? So decide your feelings. Stop this podcast right now. Grab a piece of paper, a journal, open your planner, whatever. Open it to the month of August and say, this month I want to feel and write down the feelings that you want to feel. And every day I hope that you look at that and you think, how can I feel that today? Because we don't have to wait until next summer or next season or next week or two years from now to feel that feeling that we're desiring. We can do it, experience it right now. Another thing that can really help is being intentional about what you want, your time, your month your next season to look like. Um, Again, that is something that I offer. Um, It is included in those journaling prompts. So the monthly review is one page or one section of looking back at the past month and then there's a section for looking forward. They're guided journaling prompts to help you just get really clear about what you wanna feel, how you want it to look like, things that you really want to accomplish. It just kind of puts it out on paper so that you're looking forward to the next month with less negativity more joy more excitement and just a better plan more clarity right um and then also that's something again we do inside the wonderment community we do these journaling reviews every single month as a community, as a group, live on Zoom. It's so much fun. We chat, we talk about all kinds of random stuff and go way over the time limit, but it's just so much fun to sit down with other women and get intentional. So if that's something you're interested in, again, you can head to the shop on my website, chasingwondermentcom forward slash shop. If you wanna go check out the Wondermint community, chasingwondermentcom forward slash TWC. Okay, I think that's all for tonight. I went a little longer than planned, but I get super nerdy about all the mindset brain stuff. So I can't help it. It's what I do. (laughs) Um, I really hope that this was encouraging. I hope that you learned something. And friend, no matter what happens, please, please, please keep chasing wonderment. I'll see you next week. Hey there, if you really enjoyed this podcast, I was hoping you would take a second to let me know. Come follow me on Instagram at Chasing Wonderment and just send me a DM and tell me how much you enjoyed it. I so appreciate it and I would love to get to know you.